Maximum Health with your host, Dr. Ken Gray. Dr. Gray obtained his master's in both acupuncture and oriental medicine from the Atlantic Institute of Oriental Medicine. Dr. Gray enjoys both being a physician as well as being an educator. His unique approach to holistic healing has taken him abroad to lecture in Germany and treat sports professionals in Hawaii and France. He is co-author of several books on food therapy. His office is in Jupiter, Florida, where he has practiced for over a decade and where he resides. Now it's time for Maximum Health with Dr. Ken Gray. everyone this is maximum health radio quality living with yours truly dr ken gray thank you for joining us every friday at 7 p.m eastern standard on 88.9 fm wqcs uh, national public radio npr and also um podcast itunes and um for those of you that follow me i always do posts and have great pictures of our new guests every week and uh you can also get in touch with them if uh, you need to through those posts because uh, I tag them. So I'm on Instagram, on, on uh, LinkedIn, on Facebook, uh, Twitter. Just look me up, Dr. Ken Gray or Doc Ken or some variation thereof. Um, so now that we're here, uh, another wonderful Friday. We thank you, uh, all our listeners, and we are going to talk about something really special um, and, and, and fairly unique. <laughs> I came across Chanda Mora, who's in the studio with us today, uh, Parkinson's exercise specialist. Yeah. And she has devised many programs, but the one that really intrigued me was the one where she uh, involves patients with Parkinson's in boxing. Yes. And I think yeah. that's wonderful. What a great idea. Yes. So tell me a little bit, Chanda, about your journey with this and what you've seen and let's let's talk about where it started where did you make put two and two together because mm-hmm. I mentioned that I was doing a show about Parkinson's and boxing they automatically went to the idea of how boxing exactly. affects people and <laughs> actually right. causes Parkinson's exactly. so they thought about Muhammad Ali true we're talking about a totally different totally approach different. where this is boxing to help with Parkinson's Correct. symptoms. Correct. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's fascinating to me yeah. as well. Um, and I, too, was very intrigued by that. Mm-hmm. I had a client. I'm a personal trainer mm-hmm. and fitness professional. Um, I had a client with Parkinson's disease who was doing very well with exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, another client of mine who does not have Parkinson's disease but is a well-known journalist um, I incorporate boxing with almost all of my clients. Okay. You know, it's a fun workout. Okay. And then we're talking about, just to specify, non-contact. Non-contact, so yes. Uh, with a, a person yes. with a, a so when you think boxing of, bag or, or, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. When you think of Muhammad Ali, think mm-hmm. about the head trauma he suffered. Mm-hmm. That's most likely why he got Parkinson's right. disease. Yeah. Um, rock steady boxing is a non-contact boxing-based uh, workout. Mm-hmm. Research shows, and I'll go back to how I started, but um, research shows, this is science, this is facts, that high-intensity workouts, high-intensity exercise is medicine Mm. for people with Parkinson's disease. Mm. 
So yes, take your medication, but also any good doctor will tell their patients to get on board with an exercise regimen, especially something that is high intensity. Right. High intensity has been proven, again, this is science, to create more neuroplasticity and mm-hmm. neuroprotection in the brain of people with Parkinson's. Okay. In other words, rewiring the brain, uh, creating new pathways for the neurons, ah. as well as protecting existing neurons. Okay. So when you think of a high-intensity workout, boxing is a high-intensity yeah, workout, yeah. and it's fun. So uh, uh, it sounds like that's just the beginning. That is just the beginning. Because then you've got the uh, stress levels lowering, and we know Correct. that more stress triggers more Parkinson's symptoms. Exactly. So if you can find a way to lessen stress, that's going to be important. How better than a... You, you would think that high intensity means more stress, but not really because the body has a, it's an it's a inverse reaction, I guess you would call it. Yes, yes. And so it gets it, to get out its aggression, it gets to move, it gets to exert and more circulation. And then somehow the stress levels, the cortisol levels lower. Exactly. You are right, right on. Okay. You just nailed it. Okay. That's exactly what happens. Um, anxiety is a big symptom in mm-hmm. people with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, a big stress reliever um, is is boxing, is hitting that bag. Mm. There's nothing like putting on those gloves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and feeling empowered. Empowered. Yeah. Everyone in, a, in, a in time my when classes you're in your are fighters. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're all fighters. But you're reminding them that they're fighters every time they put mm. those gloves on. Actually, mm. every time they come in the gym, mm. they become fighters. Mm. They can do anything. Um, also, I've noticed they can't wait to tell their kids and grandkids they're boxing because how much more fun is it to do boxing yeah. than physical therapy? Yeah. And it's just, it's almost like a mental and physical transformation happens once the gloves go on. Mm. And after that, I'm not going to say the rest is cake. It's yeah. not. It's hard work. Yeah. But it becomes, you just see the fighter in everyone and hitting the bag is um well there are a few symptoms of parkinson's that boxing really helps mm-hmm. um the stress relief yes great one um but there are four big symptoms of parkinson's disease tremor mm-hmm. right is one that we all think of first um well when you hit the bag you're in control yeah you're in control you don't see the tremor now now control let's get to that because control is not only physical but psychological and this is a time when uh all parkinson's patients i mean much less everybody (laughs) we we all kind of like some form of control right we we don't want to admit it but there's always areas in our life where we want to feel in control and with parkinson's you're just the brain to body connection is lacking yeah and you feel out of control yes so you're giving them you're empowering them we use that word already but you're you're also helping them to regain some form of control yes over their day over their emotions over their body yes that's huge uh one of the things that happens with parkinson's um we just said the brain to body connection they want to do big movements but in a daily Uh, in daily living, their movements might become very small. Mm -hmm. So small steps, small movements, the handwriting becomes very small. Boxing is the opposite of all that. Mm -hmm. Boxing is big. 
and fast. Mm -hmm. Another symptom, very get very slow um, and very stiff. So think about that. When you're hitting the bag, you are, you're exploding. There's power. There's, um, with a coach like me, yeah. asking you to go a little bit faster, right. getting out of your comfort zone with that, working on speed of motion, working on your big movements. Mm. Um, in that moment, in that hour and a half of class, you are bigger yeah. than you were the rest of the day. Yeah. And the goal is to translate that into the rest of the day. Yeah. So when you walk out of there, your walking is better. Your balance is better. Your movements are bigger. Um, and those testimonies are real. Yeah. That happens every day. People say, I'm standing taller. I'm walking better. I'm walking faster. My handwriting got bigger. I'm able to paint again. I'm able to golf mm, again. Wow. I mean, it is amazing. That's huge. It is huge. It is Tremendous. huge. So, so with all of this progress, I, you know, I'm thinking, too, um, the overall health. Yes. You know, because Parkinson's can be just one aspect of a health uh, issue with some people. There's also the heart. There's, you know, um, kidney, liver function, all, you know, all of this stuff, yes. stuff uh, that I see as a physician. Now I'm thinking about boxing, too, the reason why I prescribe and the way I started it myself and how I came across you. There, There's a lack of upper body uh workouts that include a lot of rhythm and you know yes. movement and, and they say in order to protect the heart or help the heart health upper body movements are essential as you get up in age yes so that's one of the reasons I started because I, I like the the fact that it moves upper body for a good 30 45 minutes yes um, and it does in a rhythmic way consistent way yes. and it challenges you mentally and physically Yes. So, like I said, the, not only with Parkinson's, but as a health uh, yes. care professional, I say that this is 100% something everyone should investigate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Especially as we get older, like you said, yeah, yeah. Um, that upper body strength yeah. is essential. Yeah. Um, just, yes, for lifting your groceries, for, for holding a, a child or, or anything. But um, it, in reality, when we think about Parkinson's and one of the symptoms is balance. As you have Parkinson's yes. more, balance is compromised. Let's just say you end up on the floor, right? You need to be able to get up off the floor on your own, not depending on someone else to get you up. Being able to have enough upper body strength to get yourself up off the floor is vital. Mm -hmm. And yes, so for many reasons, we need to keep our upper body strong. Mm -hmm. But for that reason, if you have Parkinson's, you need to be really strong in your upper body and keep it that way, especially for that reason, if that ever happens. And I've seen people who think that will never happen to them, but it did. And then, yeah. and then they were strong enough to get up off the floor. Mm. I got one note from a man who, he sent me a note. He said, Chanda, I fell off a diner stool, not a bar stool, I promise. <laughs> it was a diner stool. He said, and I was able to get up off the floor. Yeah. And Liz said, thank you for that because oh, he was able to. That's huge. Thank <laughs> and that you. was a big beautiful, deal. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Now, you know, I was surprised to hear that the age range was pretty large yes. of, the, of the attendees of your classes. Yes. Now, you have 
the first question some listeners are going to think, what's how old is too old? Mm. And you have, you know, what, what's the oldest? The oldest you? we have right now is 88. Right. So yes. that's, I think that's I don't great. know any other 88-year-olds going to boxing classes right. three times a week. Right. And my 88-year-old, my 86-year-old, they come three times a week. Huh. They're amazing. And just yeah, happy we, and yes. doing great. They, and, and if they miss a class, I yeah. call. You know, yeah. they... Um, the Do they have to be driven or they come? Yes. Okay. They're driven. Yeah. Yes, so, they are driven. Yeah. And now the youngest, which... 49. 49. Now, that's not a typical age for Parkinson's. That's called young onset Parkinson's. Uh-huh. If you're diagnosed... Um, beneath under 50 years old then you're considered young onset parkinson's mm-hmm. yes what was the history of that person th- th- that client there, of his yours? father had it okay it was genetic, so genetic for him and then lifestyle do we see some sort of connection because you do obviously speak with these individuals yes. do you see some sort of connection with uh, high stress jobs or lifestyles or the there is could be a lot of that. What I've seen, and, and from I go to a lot of symposiums and, mm-hmm. and um, workshops and educational events regarding Parkinson's. From what I've heard on the researchers, a lot of it is environmental. Mm. Wow. Um, one of the researchers I um, spoke to said she does not allow the gardeners to spray pesticide in her lawn for that purpose. Mm-hmm. She said the pesticides are just, it, they're not healthy, um, and and she sees it as that. Okay. Um, so it could be very environmental. Yeah. There is a maybe lot. Maybe some diet, too. Maybe some yes, lack of exercise. Correct. Yeah. That. There's a lot of research ongoing right now regarding gut-to-brain connection, mm-hmm. which would suggest diet. Right. But also, if you think about the foods that we eat. Yeah. You some know. that we eat too much of, some yes. that we don't get enough of. Yes. So those are all worth looking into Absolutely. as well. But when you start uh, into a fitness regimen such as boxing, it also forces you to look at your diet because if you get winded after your first, how do, you, how do your rounds go? Because I know my rounds when I do uh, title boxing, which is where we both yes. uh, run the classes, uh, my rounds go eight three-minute rounds. So I knew when I first started um, – I wasn't as healthy or health-oriented. I had kind of taken a break from, you know, watching my diet as much or being as fit as much and attending as many classes. So boxing, because it had been, it was so new to what I had done previously, especially with the upper body workout, I got winded after the first two rounds. I mean, sure. I was, like, struggling. Now it's no problem, but it that is. That was a wake-up call, that wasn't it? That was a wake-up call about the types of exercises I was doing and, and the, you know, the duration that I was staying in that sort of like, you know, mode of yes. real cardiovascular wellness. And, I'm glad um, you brought that up. Yeah, so. Because fatigue is um, such a, a, a symptom in people with Parkinson's as yeah. well. And so to build their endurance, usually the first class I say ease into it because mm-hmm. of that. Right. It's um, every class is different. Yeah, it can be scary when you realize how yes. weak and unhealthy you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, ease into it, but the, 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 everyone notices how much their endurance, you know, increases. Mm-hmm. Their stamina increases. Their endurance increases. Um, 
and yes, you do have to watch what you eat because it does affect your workout. Right, so it forces you to do that. It does, absolutely. Now, now do you, now, so that being said, with there's all of these elements, and, and our listeners are probably perking up ears, especially if they're interested or have a loved one that they feel yes. like should be part of this. Um, give us a step-by-step. Someone comes or calls you, wh- where yes. do you start? Right, so um, usually I, I get a phone call or an email, um, and they'll tell me, you know, how long they've been diagnosed. And then we talk about, uh, I call them back right away, and we talk about their symptoms. What's going on? What's mm. going on right now? Right. Because if you've seen one person with Parkinson's, you've yeah. seen one person. Everyone has yeah. different symptoms. That's a huge thing it to talk about. That's huge. really important. It a, is. important point to bring up. Right. So I need to know about them. So rather than them just start a class, I invite them to observe a class. And then we do an assessment. Mm. And the assessment is vital because not only do I need to know them and their Parkinson's, I need to know other medical issues that are going on. You know, what other medications are you on, et cetera. And so getting to know that person, their Parkinson's history, what's going on now, their medical history, et cetera, is important. And then if they have a few risk factors, um, then I need to have their doctor sign off on an okay and actually um, Stan the man, I call him Stan the man because he is, he's so cool. He is, um, he's 85 and his doctor at the VA, he was in a walker and on a walker and his doctor at the VA told him she would not sign off. And I'm not saying this to advocate this at all, but she would not sign off on that. Mm -hmm. And Stan the man came anyway. And he walked out of class that day, his first class, with his walker he, in his hand. Oh, he his said, hand. I'm not using this walker again. <laughs> wow. And he, but that was yeah. his spirit. Right. That right. was his rebel spirit. Yeah. He said, you know, I'm going to get better. Yeah. I want to get better. And he became his own advocate. He became I mean, you were an advocate for him advocate. When, when some you know, other people weren't, but yes. he then became his own advocate with but that added strength. Exactly. And, and that was the only doctor that has ever said, no. Right. And I guess looking at him that first time, I would have said no to it. Right. But he had something inside of him that was just sparked. He wanted he wanted to do. Right. Um, but everyone else has had a doctor sign off. Um, and then they start the classes. Mm-hmm. Like I said, ease into it. Every class consists of a dynamic warm-up where we're working, warming up the body. Mm-hmm. And it takes about 10 to 15 minutes for a warm-up. Then the gloves come on. Mm-hmm. And then get those bags, you know, moving and, and start the, punching. The, the warm-up probably helps you assess their balance and their, their capabilities as well. That's why the classes are divided. Because you probably have to keep a close eye, I would Very think. close. Yeah. Yeah. We have two classes, the 115 and the 230. The 115 class is for people who have more balance challenges. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're using a walker or a cane or... Um, need someone right there with them to help them or need to hold on to the fence a little bit when they're doing something. But they work just as hard. It's just that the transition times um, between stations, because after we box, we have time for circuit training. Right. For for strength and mobility exercises that target Parkinson's symptoms. So it's not just boxing. And then we do a lot of stretching. They work just as hard but we might move at a little bit slower pace. Mm-hmm. The 230 class is pretty quick. In fact, if you walked in today to the 230 class, you might not know 
that anyone had Parkinson's because I treat it as a just a boot camp style class. Mm -hmm. There's, it's quick, you know, and they're working really hard at a faster pace. So mm -hmm. for that reason, because some people do struggle more with balance, mm -hmm. I divided up the classes into the two time frames, the two time slots yeah. to accommodate everyone because everyone is at a different level of fitness and everyone is at a different level of Parkinson's. Right. So it's important to accommodate everybody so they keep coming to class. And it's a good uh, area as, as far as title boxing. The floors are padded and there's, yes. you know. The floors are padded. Yeah, that helps. Wow, that space is incredible. Yeah. I feel very, very fortunate right. to be in that space. So you have two different businesses. You have Be Well Fitness. Yes. Um, and that is, you, you, you know, there you're also a personal trainer. You do group classes. And, and also you have a, a function as a Parkinson's exercise specialist. Yes. And then you have the Rocksteady Boxing. Correct. Which of South Florida, which is more boxing focus yeah. but even there you bring in some of your personal training and yeah um and where do you do your other work as far as the be well fitness be well fitness um i created mostly to house all uh, be an umbrella for all of the parkinson's exercise formats that i do right. as well as personal training right. i find that a lot of people that i met didn't necessarily want to go to class they wanted the confidential private personal training, right. um, which I take in home right. or in their pool. Pool has been a great tool. Um, mm -hmm. Most people that I see have either a community pool or a, a pool in their backyard. And if they want more confidential yeah. training, because not everybody's ready to tell the world right. you know, that they have Parkinson's disease, um, then I go in there and um, we work in the pool, with, which I love because if you have a balance issue and you fall <laughs> in yeah, the pool, the water, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. And there's the water, the buoyancy, and also you're naturally working against resistance yeah. in the pool. Just the water alone um, is, is a great but resistance. And, and if there's any pre-existing disabilities or pain, there's non-weight bearing factor yes. of the water, which I'm a big fan of for some of my patients Dr. I recommend. Dr. Ken, you and me both. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. Also, they can jog and do jumping jacks and, mm -hmm. and do jump, any anything in the pool you can mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. So it's been, it's been a great way to um, bring exercises to my clients. Yeah. Why Parkinson's for you? What, what brought that on? I did have a client who mm -hmm. had Parkinson's disease and was doing very well mm -hmm. with exercise. Mm -hmm. um, and then another, I, I've always incorporated my profession in some way with helping others. Right. When I found out that exercise, what I provide is medicine for people with Parkinson's disease, that was it. Mm -hmm. I said, I've always been in, involved in community service or ministry of some sort. And the idea of meshing the two, making a big difference in people's lives with my profession, that's that was it. That was a dream come mm. true for me. And I'm hooked. It feeds my soul every day to okay. go to work. I, I don't know it. if there was a loved one or someone, you know, because I thought I'm looking at you, I'm saying this could be like a, you know, a fitness specialist of the stars kind of, you know, but it comes that you're, both beautiful outside and inside. Thank and it's you. just this drive yes. to bring love and healing and yes. into the world and do it in a place that you found was needed. Yes. And it is a niche, it is important, because before you I hadn't heard about it. Um, so how do people reach you? 
I do have a website, um, bewellfitness.net, that's capital B and then W-E-L-L, fitness.net. That will link you to all of my services. If you're specifically looking just for the Rocksteady Boxing information, that would be www.southflorida.rsbaffiliate.com. So I'm Rocksteady Boxing South Florida. So mm-hmm. it would be southflorida.rsbaffiliate. Mm-hmm. So I want you to just know that we appreciate what you're doing. This is huge and, and beautiful and tremendous and all the other things that we want to think of when we think of dedicating a life of healing. Yes. And, and Thank you for community. inviting me today. Yeah. Well, this has been it. great. This has been Chanda Mora and uh, another Maximum Health Quality Living. Yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray. What is the universe trying to tell us now? Well, you can find out Saturday, April 27th from 12 to 3 p.m. at the New Norton Museum of Art Stiller Auditorium at the first annual Star Summit Talk with special panelist, Brown University astrophysicist Dr. Stefan Alexander, director of Science Institute at St. John's College, Peter Pesic, John Bell, director of the Planetarium at IRSC, functional medicine doctor, Mark Goki, as well as functional nutritionist, Mary Goki. We'll see you there at the first annual Star Summit Talk, Science, Technology, Arts, Renaissance, moderated by yours truly, Dr. Ken Gray, holistic physician. Purchase your tickets via eventbrite.com today. See you next time.